Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. Today's guest on the podcast is my friend Madison Nunez. Oh my gosh, you guys are going to love her. You're going to love today's episode. Oh, I have been waiting to put this episode out for so long. I'm so glad it's finally time. Okay, listen to this. Madison Nunez is the founder of Nude Velvet Skincare and Nude Velvet Skin Studio in Miami. Madison is a licensed esthetician who took her passion for skincare and turned it into a successful and growing business. She shares some of her best skincare tips with us, which you all are going to love, how to create a successful skincare plan and things to avoid in skincare. Hint, the simpler, the better. This was such a fun interview. I love getting to chat with Madison all about skincare and business, and I learned so much from her and also got the inside scoop on what's coming next in her business, how to get started, how she got started, how she supports herself. This episode is chock full of good, good info. This episode is packed with so much helpful information. You guys are going to love it. So I say let's jump into it. I love how you call yourself a skinfluencer. That is right? so fun <laughs> and so true. So I want to hear your whole story. So kind of take me back to the beginning. How did you get into skincare and being an esthetician and then sharing that online? Tell us all of it. Yeah. So it's interesting because honestly, like I always say, I fell into the world of skincare. I never like I always had a dream that I wanted to be on my own, be an entrepreneur and do something for myself, but I never knew in what industry or field that would be in. So I kind of tried to explore things when I was in high school. I was like, all right, what am I going to study in college? I don't know. So I kind of just enrolled into university without really like any end goal, right? Just kind of like, I'm going to get a degree. I don't really know in what we'll figure it out along the way. And basically I ended up studying hospitality, um, which is basically tourism and all that. And it's interesting how I went from that to now skincare. Um, and I studied that because truthfully, I was so stuck and I really didn't know what it was that I wanted to do that I, I kind of just pick, picked an industry and was like, all right, let me try it. So I ended up graduating from there. And in between all of that, I kind of um, went through a difficult period in my life right before I graduated. So I had been working all my life, you know, for a little fashion boutique, a little, you know, jobs here and there. And um, I was at a point where I was ready to find like my, my passion. I was so tired of just really trying out so many different jobs, trying out so many different hobbies studying something that I really wasn't passionate about and that was tough too because I kind of felt like I had wasted four years almost and it was scary um money time effort everything going into just trying to find my passion and I just I just didn't know what it was that sparked that joy in me and back to you know this period of my life where I was going through a very difficult time I had just lost um my job my grandfather had passed away everything kind of felt like it was falling apart. And I had even gone on a ski trip and actually got into a little ski accident um, where I actually injured my knee and I ended up tearing my ACL and I needed a whole surgery. And I was like, are you kidding? I'm like the icing on the cake. <laughs> um, and that was a time where I went through so much emotionally, physically, and just mentally that I was in the lowest place. I felt horrible. I felt ugly. I felt kind of like useless. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Now I have all these things. I don't have a job now. Everything was just 
the lowest point that I felt I could get into my life. And I know there's so many other situations that people go through that are worse, you know, but in my time that in my in that point of my life, I feel like that was the worst you could get for me. Right. I was like, I hit rock bottom. <laughs> yes. So I started to, um, go to this rehabilitation for my knee and it was a very painful process I had lost a lot of weight due to the surgery and kind of just having to be more sedentary live a less active life to just be able to heal and I was taking all kinds of medications that started to affect my skin and so now on top of the mental stress physically I just wasn't feeling beautiful or good and of course it's not like I always say you know I eventually shifted that negative mindset, but it was not one day to the next. It was like, I needed to do so much internal work. Mentally was the biggest thing because I had to kind of just almost convince myself, everything is good. Everything will be fine. You are okay. And one day I was just like, I have to, I have to shift it. That narrative has got to change. It's time to be positive. It's time to find what you are meant to do and stop feeling so sorry for yourself. Cause it was to a point where I kind of felt sorry for myself. Cause I was like, Oh, yeah, here I am like not much going for me. And, you know, I have to say it. it's tough. It's so tough to get your mind out of that negative place when you feel so stuck. So slowly what I started to do was I started to take care of myself a little bit more. You know, I wouldn't go out so much because I felt horrible when I put on a pair of clothes and I just felt like nothing fit me anymore. Everything was so big and baggy. I felt so skinny. I felt so horrible. Um, and I was like, well, I can focus on my face and my hair and, and try to make myself feel beautiful. So I started really doing a lot of that internal work and I started doing skincare. Um, I had always been into skincare and beauty before, but really it wasn't like how now I feel so passionate about it. Um, and the reason is because I took skincare at that time and used it more, more than just a hygiene practice, right? I used it for, you know, self-care to take care of myself, to feel better inside. Um, you know, knowing I was taking like those 10, 15 minutes in the morning and at night for myself. And um, I guess to make a very, very long story short, um, I really fell in love with skincare and I really started to feel beautiful on the outside because I was taking care of myself. I, I felt like I was giving myself the time that I deserved to just focus on me and get back into a routine and the swing of things. And that's where the whole you know, journey started. And it began from that, from that negative time that I shifted into this positive um, you know, I started to tell myself, instead of feeling so horrible about the way you look, be grateful. I'm grateful that I can still walk. I'm grateful that I'm healing. I'm grateful that my skin is thriving and I'm doing so well and I feel beautiful on the inside. And that really made that difference for me. It helped me to pivot and start looking and start working towards that ultimate goal, which it's funny because they always say, you never really find things when you're looking for them. They always come to you when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened here. I was trying to find a passion. I was so down about it. And then all of a sudden, little did I know, like skincare would be that thing that did it for me. And, you know, alongside skincare, I was doing so many other self-care practices that were really helping me to just feel so much better on the inside and kind of grow internally as a person and 
find myself, I like to say too. Um, so after that happened, basically I ended up graduating college with you know, a, a degree in hospitality and event planning. And I got into the field right away, I started working right away in a job at a hotel. I was very miserable, <laughs> but I knew that I had this newly found passion and I was like, what can I do? So while I was working at my nine to five, I was at home researching, doing everything I could to see what I can do in the skincare industry. I really didn't know much about its aesthetics at that time. I never really got facials or, or anything like that because I was very, um, I like to say I was very lucky that my skin was never really bad um, growing up or you know, when I wasn't, you know, went through puberty as a teen, like my skin was not very bad. It's more now, than, I guess, the stress of everyday life, right? And um, so, yeah, I, I started doing all this research and I'm like, how about a skincare line? And I started playing around with like logos on Photoshop, like just randomly, right? And I came up with this name, Nude Velvet, and it just like one thing led to another. And I ended up launching a line just a couple years after that. So it took a lot of work and it was a passion project, I guess you can say, right? So I was at this job that I really wasn't happy at. And the only reason that I stayed, or I guess the, the driving force for me staying at that job was that I needed that income to start this skincare line, which was mm -hmm. my, new, my new passion. And yeah, that's really how I got my start in the skincare industry is through a time that I really needed it the most. And one thing led to another and here I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true. We do always, I feel like we always like connect to people based off of our low points, like learning how to yes. get ourselves out of there is where you can really find people that are there and connect with them. And now you're like, I have the tools to help you. Yes. That is such a beautiful story. So thank you. I mean, yes. The amount of like mindset shifts that you had to go through. Oh yeah. Like holy shit, sis. <laughs> like, holy right? That's a, that's I a know. big leap. Like, yeah. What did that, like, what did your self-care look like? Or what were your mindset practices like to go from mm -hmm. like, I'm a student, like working in fashion, like don't love this to now mm -hmm. like, oh, I make the rules. Like I'm in charge. I do what I want. And like, I make this happen. Like how, how did you do that? <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself that too, because it's, it's like I was saying, it's so hard to get yourself out of that negative mindset. It's kind of like when you're in this low point, it kind of just is a reoccurring thing in your head that it kind of almost, like you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for you to get out of it. And so for me, it really was just a matter of literally fighting myself. Every time I had that negative thought, it was like, all right, shift, positive, positive, positive. Like, always thinking like that. And I'm going to tell you right now that it's not easy because I mean, we're only human. And even today I have days where I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Are you crazy? And like, what? Like you're just being so untraditional. You're going the untraditional route. Like you're nuts. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, it's all about the positive. You know, prayer is something that really helped me. Meditation. I was never into meditation, but at night, even if it was just a five minute meditation, helped so much just to kind of let go of all those thoughts. And at, at the beginning, I mean, at, for anyone that practices meditation, you know, it's so hard to clear your mind of those thoughts, but I felt like that's where I was able to really recover was by just forgetting that all of that negative stuff was happening mm -hmm. and just being at peace and calm and not even thinking about the future or what's next, but just thinking about 
right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And so that was something big that helped me along with the skincare practices and just taking that 10, 15 minutes for myself. I feel like that's where I was able to almost kind of, it was almost like a meditation, you know, that 10 to 15 minutes of me just applying my skincare, my masks, and just enjoying that me time, I would forget about everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And so all of that really helped. And of course, the other thing is having a supportive family and friends and just people around me, supportive uh, system. Without that, I really feel like none of this would have been possible because I had those group of people who were just always putting that positivity in my, you know, giving me positive vibes and and kind of just spreading positive words and making me feel good and and making me feel like I can do this. You know, I can get out of this horrible feeling and I can be the best and I can pursue this passion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what really helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that support because Mm -hmm. so you are like self-taught or I guess like self-taught with building a business at least. Yeah. So yeah, like how did you learn how to all of a sudden start marketing yourself and creating a product and having a logo and a brand aesthetic? And can I just say, everyone listening needs to go look at your Instagram pages because they are <laughs> so perfectly aesthetic, like in, in, the, in the most imperfect, perfect way. Like uh-huh. they're just stunning. <laughs> so how did you learn how to be, um, you know, like a business owner like that? Well, so Um, like I mentioned that I had kind of jumped around from a few jobs prior to college and I really stuck with working with startup companies and that's kind of really where I was able to learn everything so Mm -hmm. I worked for a small local boutique um, in my area and they were pretty new Um, I helped out with their marketing aside from being a sales associate and that's really where I learned like photoshop and how to create logos and honestly like it was just kind of like something that I found so interesting that I enjoyed doing it. So I kind of was like, okay with teaching myself because there's certain things now that I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I, it's hard and it's horrible and I hate. (laughs) So I just like love the the idea of creating and I guess just creating and curating this like beautiful aesthetic, you know, and from start, from the start, I feel like for me, the beginning process is so much fun. It's more the marketing part and that in between trying to push, trying to sell yourself, that's so difficult. Mm -hmm. And um, so I took kind of what I learned from those working for those startup companies about how to even just begin. But truthfully, I mean, it was a lot of Google. It was a lot of just Googling and figuring it out because I don't have anybody in my circle I could say that has started a business from scratch. If anything, I have like a few family members that kind of started at the same time as me. So we were kind of navigating it together. And it was a lot of Google, a lot of research. <laughs> Girl, same. Every like literally right? I do, me and my husband just Google everything. <laughs> I know. And I'm very big on like, I want to do it the right way. I want to make sure like legally I'm doing everything the right way and starting a business like to that in I guess just like how to say it, I guess uh to cover myself in case anything happens. Right. You know, I mean, I know I'm a small business and it's not gonna be crazy in the beginning, but I want to make sure I'm doing it the right way in case anything happens. Right. So, and it's tough when you don't have like someone telling you step-by-step, this is how you do it. And this is how you start a business. It was kind of just trial and error, a lot of trial and error. Right. Same. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. with that, with, you know, being in control of your own business and kind of being like the CEO of, of this like empire you're building, 
I feel like you're so like, you have such a clear message. So like, before you started all this, like, did you uh-huh. have like an intentional like business plan where you're like, I'm going to solely post about like skincare and self-care and like mindset. Um, or is that just naturally what you post? Like, how do you keep your message so clear and like, keep that like the clear, you know, focus of your content? Like it's so hard to not jump around all the time, but you're really good at yeah. keeping that. Definitely. So I actually had a hard time in the beginning, even with just my personal, um, you know, branding, I was, you know, kind of here with fashion and there with beauty and a little bit with mindset. And, you know, I tried to dabble into travel, even when I was studying hospitality. And then I was like, okay, wait, you're all over the place. This doesn't make sense. So it really started when I developed my skincare line, like the whole ethos behind the brand, which is really to promote self-love and to promote that message that we need to choose ourselves. And it's important that we choose ourselves because it's like that quote, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And um, if you don't fill your cup first, how are you ever gonna be able to give to anyone? So that's the message behind the brand. And I feel like when I created that ethos and I really aligned with it, I felt like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Like, this is what I'm meant to be sharing. I love skincare. I love talking about self-love and I love promoting self-love that I'm like, I have to just spread this across all my channels, across everything I do. Like, this is me as a person. And I guess it was more so the fact that I kind of found who I was and that's how I'm able to just stay so consistent because I finally found exactly what I'm passionate about. And it's funny that you say that because I kind of see that with you now and your new mindset and, um, and coaching practices and stuff. And I'm like, you go girl, you do you (laughs) like, and it's amazing because, you know, we are going to go through all kinds of shifts in our lives. We're always going to find something that we love maybe for a little period, but you will know when you find that one passion or that one thing that really resonates with your life and your ultimate goal you already know, and you'll stay consistent with it. And I think it's important to do that for, you know, the purpose of your brand as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. You truly embody your message. And like, yeah, that is why you're able to be so aligned with it. Um, And I feel like that is the best way to even just get people to like resonate with you and follow you. But then also something you have to think about as a business owner is sales and clients. So Mm -hmm. can I ask like, how do you like train your audience to like buy from you and trust you? Like, what does that process look like for you? Yeah. So <laughs> I struggle, I struggle like oh my giving gosh. myself permission to do that. Yeah. So it's interesting because I guess it, it starts from trying to get people to fall in love with me as a person first. And when people kind of love what you do and love who you are, they're kind of already just invested. And they're going to buy whatever you you give them or they're going to promote whatever you tell them to. And it was kind of like that. So I started like, you know, with my own personal Instagram, I started to try to share a little bit more, be honest and truthful about my personal skin journey and my self-love journey. And I feel like it resonated with so many people that they kind of are like, well, if this worked for her, I should try it too. And they kind of just trust what I say. But then it's funny that you mentioned this too, because it's kind of how I got into then aesthetics because I wasn't an esthetician from the start. This was something that came way after I launched my brand. And I felt similar to what you're saying that I was like, how can I get people to trust me? And I was like, well, I mean, I could become an esthetician. I mean, I'm certified. 
I have a license, I know about this stuff, then they can trust me. Um, but it's interesting too, because just because you have that license or just because you have that certification doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're going to get all these clients and all these sales, you know, right. it's not, it's just not the truth. It requires that, that hard work. It requires that persistence, that posting, constantly reaching out to people and following up with them. So if I have a client, I have to follow up with them. If I have someone buy a product, I follow up with them. I see how they like it. I see if it's working for them. So it's all about, I guess, that consistency, I would say, more so than getting yourself into, you know, this very, I guess, concrete thing. Like, for example, becoming an esthetician for me. I was lucky enough that I love it. But for anyone out there who's kind of trying to find that or trying to see how they can get their audience to kind of just trust them. And it's more so just be yourself. Be yourself and they'll fall in love with you and they'll invest in whatever you do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the pattern I've noticed. Yeah. It sounds like you're very involved, like from yes. the start to the end and like even after you make a sale, like that's, yes. that just shows like your true heart is like, you're doing it from a place of pure love. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, like that permission piece is like so valuable. Like you said, like just because you have the credibility or the certification or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful at it. It doesn't mean that people are going to instantly come to you. Like if anything, like you have to do more inner work <laughs> yeah, to like definitely. allow that to come to you. For so sure. I'm recognizing like so many gifts and skills, like obviously you're super creative and passionate and like driven and motivated. So what does your schedule look like? Like, how do you do all of this? <laughs> oh, girl, it's tough. Oh my gosh. So you know, so when it comes to my newly found aesthetics career, so I actually just recently opened up a studio where I'm actually able to take clients. So it's very new to me. And I've only been there for, I would say already three, maybe I think this is my fourth week at my studio. So I'm still trying to get into a flow. You know, I'm not fully booked every week. So I have a lot of free time still, but that free time I'm recording a podcast or posting content or creating content or trying to sell my products because I still have those products. And although I do sell the majority of my products to my clients, I still am trying to grow that online business that I have. Right. And my schedule really is all over the place. And I feel like that's one thing that I've tried to get myself into a good routine, but I'm just someone who I work kind of spontaneous. You know, I'm like, ideas come to me at different, you know, moments when I really least expect it. And so I have to take advantage of that moment before it's gone. And then yes. I'm like, okay, I don't want to work anymore, you know, or I can't, I physically like just can't think of content or ideas. And so my schedule right now, I try to wake up at a good time every day. I'm like, that's so important. And of course I always focus on my skincare that's a non-negotiable for me. And I keep it very simple. So a lot of people are like, you're an esthetician. You probably have a crazy routine. I'm like, no, yeah. it's actually so simple. If anything, it's funny. I've talked to so many people in my industry and they're like, we don't take care of our skin. <laughs> we don't take care of our skin as much as we take care of other people's skin. I'm like, that is so funny. And it's so true. Um, but I try to, you know, because since skincare is something that really helped me get into that good positive routine, I really try to make it a point that I do at least my 10 minutes in the morning of really massaging in products and clearing, cleansing my skin so that I can start my day. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just from morning till night, I'm 
constantly thinking of things to do, thinking of something new that I can be doing. I'm someone who feels like if I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing, I always know there's something I can be doing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you have to kind of recognize that it's okay to allow yourself if you're feeling like you're in a, a creative slump it's okay to allow yourself to be like that. And it's better to not force yourself because then you're going to be creating content and, and putting something out there into the world that you're not proud of. So mm -hmm. I guess it's become a balance of me trying to work my ass off <laughs> during the day when I have that, that energy and then really allowing myself to take it easy when I just don't feel like doing anything because I don't want to burn myself out. Yes. I love that you like listen to your intuition and like show up when you are like naturally energetic. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that, I swear that's the energy and like the vibe that you put off. And like, that is what is helping you grow and continually be so consistent. Yeah, definitely. Without it. I mean, you can burn yourself out so quickly mm -hmm. and it's happened to me before where I'll go weeks without even trying to do anything you know business or content related and and that hurts you mm -hmm. so I really try to make it a point I'm like look it's time to turn off the computer it's time to go to bed it's time to drink a cup of tea or watch a movie read a book whatever it is and that is so so important yes oh my gosh I was just telling my husband like I am more productive when I'm not being productive like when I give yeah. myself that time to not <laughs> to just not work. Yeah. <laughs> so while I have you, I want to talk about skincare. Uh -huh. So what's the 411? Like what is the like okay, first of all, what's your routine? And then like what's like some chemicals we should look out for? Like why should we use sunscreen? I feel like sunscreen is like trending right now. Like can you just Yes. give me the whole Of tea? course. I'll <laughs> give you the whole lowdown, girl. You got this. So it's my approach. I always like to say is definitely a more gentle approach. I rather, you know, it's because I have sensitive skin. So I use myself as a guinea pig whenever I give skincare advice or whenever I focus on my, you know, facial clients, I'm always like, look, our treatments are going to be slow, steady. Our products are going to be slow, steady. We're going to do everything very gentle because the last thing you want to do when it comes to skincare is compromise your skin barrier. And a lot of the times that's what we're doing. And that's why whenever you feel like a tingle or a burning sensation on your skin, that means your pH balance has been thrown off and your barriers compromised. So my routine is very simple and people might be shocked, but I just use a cleanser every morning and night. Um, if I'm wearing makeup, I'll do a double cleanse at night. Never makeup wipes. <laughs> oh, I'm attacked. <laughs> no, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, girl. You still use makeup wipes. <laughs> okay, we got to get you off the makeup wipes. I know that they're convenient, right? Like so convenient. So easy. And they, you know, they help with the eye makeup. Yeah. But you know what I say? It's easier to get a little cotton pad with some micellar water and just wipe away the, at least the eye makeup and then go in with like a cleansing balm to break it all down. You'll notice the difference. Cause I'm sure when you use makeup wipes, you notice like your skin's red. Yeah. It's, it's like a oil slick. Yeah. Yes. And it's not nice. Not a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I always say ditch the makeup wipes if you can. Um, 
Cleansing balms or cleansing oils are very good. People don't like them because they give that oily feeling, but you're going to use a second cleanse after and it'll wash it off. So it's okay. <laughs> um, but it's very effective to help remove that makeup. So whenever I wear makeup, I just cleanse at night with a oil cleanser and a regular cleanser. So the cleanser I use is actually from my line. It's very gentle because my skin is always so irritated and it turns red. Like if I could just tap my skin, it'll be red. <laughs> so I have to be very careful. So then after I tone my skin and toning just helps to balance that pH because whenever you put water onto your skin, it's going to lower the pH a bit. So you want to bring it back up. Um, so toning is really what's good for that. And then I kind of see what I need. So my struggles lately have been acne and hyperpigmentation in like that maskne area which I know a lot of us have been dealing with from wearing masks. And um, so I use a few different things. I, again, super simple. I either use um, a salicylic acid serum, which helps with the acne and kind of unclog those pores, um, hyaluronic acid to hydrate. And then I just seal it all with a really good moisturizer that helps to balance my skin's pH and also promote a healthy barrier. So that's it. I really just use, I would say, three to four products every single day. And then, of course, in the morning, sunscreen always. Okay. The thing with sunscreen now, right, it's complicated. And I actually noticed the more clients that come in to see me, either they do use sunscreen and they've used it like their whole life. But I'm telling you, it's like a very few <laughs> amount of people that actually do. Myself included, I, I forget. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the truth is SPF can be very clogging to the pores. And so if you're going to be outside for 10 minutes and look, I say this, take it with a grain of salt. This is, I guess, my experience and my advice and what I've learned. Um, if you're going to be outside for 10 minutes, not baking, like directly in the sun, you're fine. Um, if you're going to be by a window all day, like if you're sitting at a desk and there's a window right in front of you, it's super important because you kind of don't feel the sun on your face, but it really is doing a lot of damage. So sitting in front of the window, make sure you wear it. If you're going to be on the beach, tanning the pool, super, super important that you put it on. And it's super important that you reapply every two hours or every time you get out of the water. Um, sun, the sun is the number one cause of aging. So in order to prevent fine lines, wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, melasma, I mean, every skin condition you can think of, sunscreen is your best you know, uh, bet it's your best preventative practice, I say. Um, also, if you have acne or if you have any kind of skin conditions, the sun can actually aggravate it. So the sun is just not good in general for your skin. So it's just really, really good to protect it. Always wear sunscreen. So I think for me, it's all about finding a sunscreen that works for your skin type. So I have one that's actually a serum and it's really nice because it doesn't clog my pores and it feels nice. It's not like that tacky feeling. So it's all about trying a bunch of different sunscreens and seeing what works best for your skin, I would say. Um, anything that would make you use it every single day because the whole point is to use it every morning. I love that. Anything that will make you use it every day. So yes. I want to ask about acids. This is something mm -hmm. that confuses me because yes. I feel like there's like, this is different than food, but with food, I always think like, if I don't, like, if I can't naturally find it in nature, <laughs> then I shouldn't need it. Not uh -huh. that I do that, <laughs> but that's mm -hmm. like my system. So yes. then with skincare, it's like this, like hyaluronic acid and like 
glycolic acid and like lactic acid are good, but then there's like some type other of- acids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like how do you know what is good and bad? What's good and bad? You know, it's tough. And you really only know these things if you are super familiar with like different ingredients, right? right? So I guess it's about finding a brand, more so a brand that doesn't believe in adding those, those harmful ingredients. Um, for example, hyaluronic acid is great because our body actually already produces it. So it's kind of like we're just replacing, right, hyaluronic acid into our skin. Um, when it comes to like AHAs, which are, um, for example, glycolic acid, lactic acid, those are good for targeting things. So if you're targeting like dark spots and it, you want to really make sure that when you're using an acid, you're being very careful with it. And then you're using products that are going to help hydrate and balance your skin's pH after because they can be very stripping. Um, they're not good for everyone. It's all about if you're a good candidate for it as well. Um, but one ingredient I can tell you that you want to stay away from is SLS. It's um, sodium lauryl sulfate. And it's found a lot in cleansers, which is interesting because people think that cleansing is like the step that really doesn't matter, right? It's like you can use a bar of soap and it'll, you'll be fine. But in fact, that's the stuff of your routine that's actually going to strip your skin the most. It's going to cause a lot of damage and it's already going to get you off on a bad start. You want to start on a good start, right? You want to have a good uh, fresh um, canvas to work on, whether it's putting on makeup or the rest of your skincare routine. And you want to make sure that you're not stripping your skin of all the good oils. So I like to say that SLS is one of those chemicals you want to stay away from. Um, in terms of everything else, just make sure you're finding a brand that really resonates with what your philosophy is. Some people love the chemicals. Some people don't. Some people have just really sensitive skin like me and, and we need products that have natural ingredients, but you know, I also do believe in the power of science. So it's all about what right. you believe and what works for you. Right. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said, literally so helpful. I have a page of notes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of brand, what is next for nude velvet? How can we get involved? Oh my goodness. So many things in the works, I would say. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So I actually am planning on starting wholesaling this year. So any boutiques that you think you could see Nude Velvet at, send me a message. I would love to reach out and send products. And, you know, I would love for people to be able to finally shop my products in stores. So I'm really looking to work with, you know, small boutiques that kind of align with my message um, and, you know, just continue growing my aesthetics business. I really want to start um, welcoming more new clients and adding more new treatments because right now I focus mainly on very basic treatments, but, um, Little by little, I, I want to start uh, adding more exciting treatments and more intense treatments that actually make such a good difference in your skin. Um, and with the products, I hope to add so many more new special uh, new products into the line. And by the end of the year, I would say we have like one new product launching. So uh, that's going to be exciting, but also getting into the stores. That's really my focus for the rest of the year. Yes. Oh my gosh. You hear it here first. I'm so excited. <laughs> so where <laughs> can we find you? I'll put, I will put everything in the description box, but where can we find you? Yes. So you can find me at Madison Nunez underscore on Instagram. And basically from there, you can find everything that I do, but you can follow Nude Velvet Skincare <laughs> on Instagram, Nude Velvet Skin Studio. I'm like, there's so many, um, but Nude Velvet Skincare on Instagram and at Madison Nunez underscore on Instagram. 
Perfect. Yes. You cover all the bases. Well, thank you so much. This was so helpful and just so inspiring to hear how you literally started just from an idea, just from a dream, like following your intuition and look yeah. at you now. You're like, yeah, we're just going to have more products and more. Services. I know. Like you're just crushing it. <laughs>